And I'm, I'm a high school dropout. You know what I'm saying? As far as my teacher told me when I was in high school, I ain't gonna be. You know what I'm saying? I just gotta. It's going down. You know what I'm saying? It's going down. <laughs> you know, everybody's getting pimped. Whether you work a nine to five or whether you work for yourself, you're getting pimped by somebody. That's not the. That's not the crime. The crime is how long you allow yourself to get pimped. You have to come up. Everything is a come up. Everything is a struggle. You start from the bottom, work it to the top. Me. Well, that's the intro for the night. <laughs> Words from the late great Tupac Shakur. Ooh. Everybody's getting pimped. Hmm. We're here on the anniversary of Tupac's death. Let's talk about Tupac tonight and his impact on the game. His place amongst the ranks of the greatest MCs. Hmm. And his legacy. Well, hold on, hold on. There we go. Let's make it proper. <laughs> there it is. Ah, uh, yeah. This is the Capital City Podcast. I'm your host, Capital J. Alongside my main man, DL Glass. And like we already told you, we talking about Tupac tonight. We gave you the rundown already, but here it is. We're gonna jump straight into it. We're gonna go right to the beginning. What was the first Tupac song you heard? Uh, what's the joint with Shot G and them? Um, Same song. No, um, the other one. When when he was, um, it won't gangster Tupac. It was him straight off the back, All back up dance. World, same song. Was That's, that the first? Yeah, one? that that was the that was the one with Digital Underground. Okay, that one. And um, and I remember if my homies call. Okay. Yes. You know, was it if my and, homies the, and Brenda's got a baby was on the flip side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey. This cat got something. It's different. Now, even even back then, though, when New York hip-hop was running everything, mm-hmm. it was different than typical New York hip-hop. Absolutely. You know, and now we know more about Tupac, you know, that he was raised a little bit of here, a little bit of there, family from all over the place. Mm-hmm. So that was to be expected. Right. But that Tupac was... um. Uh, would would you argue that that Tupac was a kinder, gentler spirit? Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. the one that performed with Digital Underground, background dancing with them on tour. Uh, Brenda's got a baby if my homies call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for those of you that only remember the Death Row days, yeah, we're talking about pre-Death Row. Right. And before... The movie Juice. Absolutely. Juice changed everything. Juice changed everything. Absolutely. And I would argue right here, right now, maybe controversial, (laughs) that Tupac changed a little bit after he played that role. He never left. It seemed like from that point on, all we got was Bishop. Absolutely. Yes. You know, and there was some, some conscientious... Things sprinkled here and there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we always knew he was about, you know, about the people. Right. So that that never changed. He never stopped speaking mm-hmm. liberation for the community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But after he played Bishop in the movie Juice, I felt like the old Tupac was gone. And you know what? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck. Still, I don't even give a f- about my damn self. 
That, that was words from the movie. And from that point on, whoo, ruthless. This she was an entirely ruthless, polarizing character. This should have never gave him that gun. Hey, now let's talk about what the rap now. We said we're going to talk about Tupac's legacy. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about his place in the echelon, the upper echelon of MCing. Right. And his impact on the game. Mm-hmm. So, let's start with his impact on the game. Up until that point, I don't think that a rapper, up until Juice came out, I don't think that a rapper had put out a really, really good showing in a dramatic role yet. No. A lot of actors had had been in movies. I thought Run did decent in Crush Groove. But you know, but but Tougher Than Leather was terrible. Yeah, because Pop went dramatic on that. Sure. Pop went dramatic. He did a great job in the movie. He wasn't playing a rapper. Yeah. Ice T tried it. Ice T, it took Ice T a long time to get his acting chops up. It, we still waiting though, right? Hey, I'm just saying I don't I don't <laughs> think Ice T is is bad. Oh, but but you you know, when you when you hold it up to great performances from rappers, right? You know, like Tupac set the standard mm-hmm. for the transition. Mm-hmm. Is Queen Latifah like when Queen Latifah he did set it off? <laughs> you know, it immediately put me in mind of Tupac playing Bishop in Juice, like the way that she nailed that role. Right. So his and impact on the game early, mm-hmm. early in the game before before he's a major, major rap star, mm-hmm. he became a movie star. Absolutely. And was good at it. He did good in Poetic Justice. Great job. Right. He, so Great job, Tupac man. was arguably a better actor than rapper. That's just that's my controversial statement. Right. But we're talking about impact on the game. Mm-hmm. You know, that had to have opened some doors for some other people. We got a lot of actors uh, that that were rappers now, right? And, and I think it had a lot to do with like he made mention of his um, high school teacher saying that he wasn't shit. I I it, that's kind of hard for me to believe if he went to a school of the arts with mm-hmm. Jada Pinkett, right? As talented as he was, it's kind of hard for me to imagine those liberal teachers looking at a talent like Tupac. Mm-hmm. And making that statement. Maybe this is before he switched over. Maybe this might be public school teacher mm. telling him that. But at a, at a art a school of the arts. Right. Right. Game recognized game. Absolutely. Dude was talented. Mm-hmm. You know, period. On a lot of levels. Right. And um now. So first we're gonna give Tupac credit. For being the first successful transition to film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Successful. Right. Right. You know, you had a lot. Like I said, he wasn't the first, he wasn't the first rapper in the movie. Right. By any means. Mm-hmm. But arguably, he was the best rapper to transition in the movies. Absolutely. You know, and then today you had Will Smith killing it. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Great jobs. Yes. You know, um, Queen Latifah, mm-hmm. Ice-T, 
LL Cool J. <laughs> Leave Hayes alone. Leave T alone, man. <laughs> okay. I want to shoot you so bad right now. <laughs> Don't even get me started on New Jack City. Oh, yeah. You know, that wasn't just Ice T sticking it up in there. Oh, no. Yeah, Don't forget about Christopher Williams. Oh, God. <laughs> Mario Van Peebles. Mario Van Shoot. And whatever. <laughs> Cartoonist drug dealer Wesley Snipes portrayed in that movie. Yeah. Man, like Nino Brown, like the only place I knew Nino Brown was in that movie. <laughs> Chris Rock was the best actor in that movie. Chris Rock movie. was hands down the best actor in that movie. Absolutely. But we digress. Yeah. Now all of this stuff, like, you know, Tupac definitely set the bar mm-hmm. for transitioning into film. Right. So Huge impact on the game there. So, so we're going to, um, what do you call it, parking lot that about the actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's parking lot that because that's going to come back up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get back to the actor part. Yeah. Now, the second part of his impact on the game. Now, if you're a Tupac fan. Sorry. I'm just going to keep it. I'm going to keep it a buck here. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat before I say this. <clears throat> Tupac had a hugely negative influence on the game. Mm-hmm. Once he got shot in New York at that studio, a part of him took beefs to a place that hip hop had not been before. And understandably so, one part of me says, well, I kind of get it. You know, if you feel like somebody tried to kill you, then it's no holds barred. But pre-Tupac and that beef that he had with Bad Boy. All right, this thing you're listening to is called a chat. (sighs) (laughs) We'll fix that in post. But pre his... His conflict with Bad Boy Records, the rap landscape was pretty peaceful. It was fairly peaceful. Would you Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> East Coast and West Coast. While you know, I'm not gonna say they were best friends, but rappers could travel back and forth without a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to compare Tupac's impact on the rap game at that time to Donald Trump's impact on America when he was running for office. Whoa. Now, that's a controversial statement, but hear me out. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is Capital City with Capital J. Now, I want you to think back. People always had feelings. Feelings of resentment, feelings of hostility towards one group or another. But sometimes it takes an influential person to make those people who feel like that act out. And we saw it with, like, you know, had Donald Trump not been in office, we would have had a peaceful transition of power. That's fair, a fair statement, right? 
Yes, absolutely. And had Tupac not been in the position that he was, I don't think that the the East Coast, West Coast beef would have escalated the way that it did. And that's what happens when you have somebody who has a powerful following and they use their influence to encourage other people to feel the same hostilities that they feel. Something that could have been deep down boiling anyway, but you got to understand that we talked about this a lot. The influence in New York, that's those, um, that's my beverage. But the influence that New York had on the hip hop scene in the early 90s, while New York, New Jersey, Delaware, um, you know, all the north northeastern part of the country was on it, parts of North Carolina. The rest of the country, you know, there was a certain amount of arrogance that New York held. Uh-huh. And while it wasn't being spoken out loud, a lot of people held resentment because there were a lot of other people taking part in the hip-hop industry, and they felt like they weren't getting their correct due. And I think that Tupac spoke for a lot of those people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They found in him the same type of leader that the unheard felt like they found in Donald Trump. Whew. Wait a minute. <laughs> Am I, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying Tupac is Donald Trump. I know what you're saying. I'm saying that that if you tap into the negative energy, mm-hmm of a group of people that feel like they have not been properly represented, then you can move mountains with that group of people. Hence why, yes. And Tupac tapped into the same type of energy from the unheard. Hmm. The people, I I was teaching school when uh, Biggie got killed. Mm -hmm. And... Being in college or coming out of a college scene, you know, you get a lot of people down here from from New York. Biggie, Biggie was everything, and Tupac wasn't that big amongst the college crowd. He was bigger amongst the non-college crowd. Right. Thug life. Mm-hmm. He's speaking to a different group of people. Right. And the people he's speaking to go a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Right. Right. And I remember one of my students, I was like, um, I was giving him some reading material, and I just happened to have an article about Biggie. I gave it to one kid. I was like, here, read this, you know, something. Hey, it's Biggie, you know. He's like, man, fuck Biggie. I'm down with Tupac. <laughs> right. <laughs> just like that, too. Oh, it was exactly like that. Yeah. He said in those words. Yes. Yeah. And, I, and, you know, it hit me then. I was like, you know, Tupac is speaking to a group within our own community. Mm-hmm. That is not represented properly. Absolutely. People who are not from New York. Mm -hmm. Now, you got to remember, New York is only the the northeastern. Their influence was the northeastern part of the country, but they kind of own the radio. Mm -hmm. But you got the whole rest of the country is doing their own thing. And they're not being heard at this time. There's no outcasts and and. You know, Nelly's not happening. Right. UGK ain't bumping like that. But they still there in every region doing their thing. 
It's the disenfranchised. The disenfranchised. Absolutely. And Tupac spoke for them. Yes. And when he came out and finally said, fuck New York, Mm -hmm. it meant something to the rest of the country. Mm -hmm. And all those people had been force-fed Biggie and and Premier Mm -hmm. and Marley Marl and Bismarck, you know, and they watch New York people laugh at DJ Jimmy in New Orleans mm-hmm. and diss DJ Cool and shit on whoever, yeah, yeah, Luke Skywalker and all these people. So when Tupac come out and say that, right, it's not you didn't even have to be a Tupac fan to feel it to feel absolutely where he was coming from, right, right. And he gave rise to a movement, mm-hmm. and it made New York feel. New York got small all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Right. And that, and he used his influence and his energy to, I'm not saying that these people didn't already have these feelings, mm-hmm. but when you give voice to them right. and you have somebody powerful that a lot of people look up to. Right. I am Donald Trump type. Yes. Right. Then how you feel, he wants. He got other people feeling the same way that he feels. Mm-hmm. And when you're stronger, a strong enough leader, mm-hmm. those people will ride for you to the end. And and on the, the same note, think about how many times Tupac gave um, shouts to his people behind bars. We hadn't right. really heard that before. Right, another disenfranchised group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All a part of, you know. And and you know I I think when when he went to jail, that was the part that that was added to what he was already set out to do. Right. Because I I've heard the argument from people that uh, Tupac Tupac got killed. Conspiracy theorist, of course. Tupac got killed because he was trying to start another gang. Mm. And think about the disenfranchised people that he was speaking for and to. What better way to do it or what better spokesperson than someone with a platform like he had? He had the platform. And then like take okay, I'm I'm still using the Tupac Trump comparison, okay? Mm-hmm. Trump found the Republican Party mm-hmm. a way to get his message out. Tupac found Death Row Records a way to get his message out. Absolutely. And I compare them so closely because even within the Republican Party, mm-hmm. when he first came, when Trump first showed up, everybody mm-hmm. in the Republican Party wasn't down, but they saw that the people were down with it, so yes. they jumped on the bandwagon. That's exactly how it was at Death Row. Mm-hmm. Tupac showed up. You got to understand that everybody on Death Row is like, why should I spend all this time? Oh, they said they were vocal about right, it. Right, right. Yes. But eventually, they all just shut the hell up and got on the Tupac train. Absolutely. Like, who you don't like, I don't like him neither then. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. He had that exact same influence on the hip-hop community that Donald Trump put on America. And on the flip side of it, we have a division that we did not have previous. It And the feelings were always there. Right. right. But people were not vocally... You know, there was a, 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 all of a sudden, the the decorum that you used to have where you just don't say exactly what you're thinking, mm-hmm. it's gone. Yes, yes. Same thing happened with Tupac. 
And I think, and this is my personal opinion on it, because I think there was somebody else who did that before Donald Trump. And and people look at me side-eye when I say it. But I think Obama did the same thing. Because Obama had people who had never voted before show up to vote for him because of that stuff you found you, in your You're right. He, he appealed to the disenfranchised as well. But I compare Tupac to Trump in that he brought the negative energy out. Ab- absolutely. You absolutely. know, Obama was, yes. yes, we can. Yes. And, right. you know, and it, it, it's, yeah. it's a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? The energy. A- absolutely. The right. Obama was more like a hammer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody <laughs> yeah. wasn't with it, but, but you know, like. It hey, was changed. It was positive. It was a positive. It was different, but it was positive energy behind it. Yeah. Tupac brought a lot of negative energy into the game. Yes, he and, did. And, and, uh, and it shows in that the things that he said when he, in his diss record, like, let's take uh, Hit Him Up. Oh, God. The first thing he said was words to die for. Absolutely. It's like he spit in his face. What do we have today? Everybody using that term. Those. Everybody using... Yeah. Killing words Absolutely. in their diss records. Absolutely. Before that, it was people would diss you, but you know, it's subliminal. it's words. You know, even if it ain't subliminal, you know, you say something bad, but you don't say the kind of stuff that makes somebody want to come and blow your house up. Right. right. Tupac started that trend. Mm-hmm. He got killed. Mm-hmm. Biggie got killed. Mm-hmm. His impact on the game mm-hmm. was starting. The beginning of the kind of beefs hmm. that will get you killed over what you say on wax. And look where we at now. That's and so when we talk about this man's legacy, mm-hmm. you cannot leave that part out. Hell no. Ain't, ain't you know what's even crazier? It Tupac was the bully in that situation. Because granted, we speculate or people say that Biggie made certain songs about Tupac. But Biggie never directly said something. Hey, he always said, I made Who Shot You way before Pac got shot. Right. You know? And and he now, could have very easily. But I will say Puffy released it. Come on. And like, about the marketing I mean, genius. I know, I know yes. but, but when he released that song, it was a bad thing to do. Absolutely. Even if the song had been recorded three years earlier. Yes. It was a terrible time to release that. After my man got shot. Yes. So you're talking about throwing fuel on the fire? Mm-hmm. It was about he did a dollar. That. He did that. It was about a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he fed into the beef too. New York but, came to biggest defense after hit him up with um what's the joint that um LA, LA big city of dreams. Right. You know? Right. So they trying to shoot the video in Queens somewhere or Brooklyn. Right. And <laughs> you know, of course they get shot at. Yes. But does that happen? Like you take that same song and take Tupac and Biggie's beef out of it. Mm-hmm. Can't they shoot that in New York? Absolutely. That's why they came. Right. I mean, really, <laughs> like, was it, they weren't were they dissing New York in that song? Not really. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I think um, um, Snoop said that they were kind of paying homage to New York. Right. So yeah. So that that's what I'm saying. Like, so we talking about. As much as people like to celebrate Tupac, he got a legacy <clears throat> of division, 
Mm-hmm. Negativity. Absolutely. Starting the kind of beefs that get you killed. And this is what we still live with today. And he was the first male rapper I seen wear a girdle. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. Not a girdle. He landed in the bathtub. <laughs> Even did a show with that girdle on. Look it up. Hey, I, Google it. Tupac and girdle. Hey. <laughs> it's a black leather your, girdle. Do your homework. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, with a nose ring. So, so this man has a complicated legacy. You know what I mean? Yes. And people who ride with Tupac ride to the death. Yes. They will fight you over saying anything bad about Tupac. Even when I was in high school, you could tell who was Tupac fans. They they carried themselves differently. Right. They spoke differently in class. <laughs> now, the next thing, um, Tupac's impact on the game. Thug life. Mm-hmm. We always had thugs in the game. Yes. Yeah. But we had street cats, but the idea of thugging is a little bit different than being a street cat or a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Thugging is is a little bit different by definition. Absolutely. You know, a thug is not necessarily a drug dealer. No. It's straight criminals. You know, and they and thug kind of implies forceful. Um, you know, whatever you're doing, you do by force. They're predators, brute, brute force predators. Yes. <laughs> now, <clears throat> promoting thug life so heavily changed the game a little bit too. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always say that you know when Tupac, once Tupac was gone, had he never been there, is DMX is popular? Hmm. Is Master P is popular? Hmm. Is Hold is, on, hold on. is Trick Daddy is popular? We, we talked about this before, but I think you should um, say the elements that yeah. each one of those are. They they each took a little bit from Tupac's playbook, right? And most importantly, they all three represented the thug life mm-hmm. to the fullest. Mm-hmm. So they were they were proteges, right, of the thug lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, Master P. I mean, um, Trick Daddy. I'm a thug. Hood. Baby, because I'm a thug. Right. <laughs> DMX. Look at DMX. Take a picture of Tupac and take a picture of DMX. Put them side by side. Shirt off. Mm-hmm. Ball head. Scarf. Right. Mm-hmm. Where my dog's at. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and DMX was about that thug. Like, he was a yeah, thug. Absolutely. Like, if you had to picture what kind of thug is Tupac talking about. DMX was it. DMX was it. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Do you think they would have got along? I think they would have got along royally. Okay. I think they would have been best friends. Okay. Like when you and and I say that because both of them were were they were both thoughtful thugs. Right. Thoughtful, sensitive thugs. <laughs> right. And I don't mean sensitive in like a girly type of way. Nah, I know what you mean. But yeah. they they were sensitive. They right. cared. You know, like. Yeah, they had this I don't give a attitude. Right. But they also cared about people. That's that's a mental illness. There's <laughs> some mental shit going on there. Well, whatever it was, I think I think that Tupac and DMX mm-hmm. would have been inseparable. Right. And Trick Daddy. Trick Daddy too. Yeah. 
You know, he's still if if Tupac would have gotten to a point where he could have, if he had ever gotten to a point where he was like, I I roll with anybody besides my death my death row family, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know when he passed, he was just so. About, right, right, right. But but if he had been yeah. open right. to expanding his circle, mm-hmm. I can imagine that he and DMX and some of these other cats would have gotten along royally. Mm-hmm. I could definitely have heard Master P and Tupac doing a song together. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, even to bring it back home a little bit, uh, Petey Pablo. Petey Pablo, too. You know? You know? Yeah. Yeah. For real. Yep, they represent the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think that even even Nelly took a little page from Tupac's book. Mm-hmm. You know, just the the way that that the ladies like him, I think they like Tupac the same way. Absolutely. You know, and he yeah. represented a non New York cat that had a little bit of street edge. Mm-hmm. And somebody's gonna say Nelly, that pretty boy, man, go back and listen to Nelly first album. And I ain't talking about the sense. Right, Nelly, Nelly was Nelly was street <laughs> when he came out. Hell yeah, country you know, grammar. He was he was, he was spitting street rhymes, <laughs> and then, like I said, and also coming at you from a non-New York angle. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, another part of Tupac's legacy is his void opened the doors for people to take the parts of his character mm-hmm. that are missing from the game and run with them. And I like how to use the word um, character because that goes back to our parking lot about the actor part. Right, <laughs> you know, like, With, and we and we can go there now. How much of what we saw out of Tupac? Well, of course, you know everybody. Like you know, I don't want to ever say to anybody, you know, ain't being real when they being themselves, because mm-hmm. each person has a wide range yeah. of of traits that they can show you at any given moment. Absolutely. <clears throat> so just because Tupac was at one time, uh, you know, if he was a good student in school, that doesn't mean that he can't be a dangerous criminal, right? Outside of school, right? Or you know, if he was in acting class or dancing, like you know, I don't know why. I mean, when Jay Z put the picture of, of Prodigy on the screen, like, right? Hey, man, how many people you know or who they were when they were eight, eight years old, nine right. years old? Like, I don't see, yeah, you know, right. So that that means nothing, mm-hmm. but how much of what he was doing? You think it was all one hundred percent him, or how much of it do you think was influenced by playing the role in Juice, or being around even more dangerous thugs when you're hanging in death with Death Row? Well, the only thing I could base it off of is what I've read and seen about Tupac. And before Juice, this wasn't the Tupac. Like, I don't remember <coughs> seeing interviews of people who gave accounts to early Tupac ever saying he was that person. Right. You know? So something happened. Well, the first the first incident was when he shot that off-duty cop. In, um, Atlanta. in Atlanta, right, mm-hmm. and and he was being a good Samaritan by even doing that because he was riding by in the car and saw two white guys beating up a black guy. Right now, when you see that, <clears throat> like, and you know, we're just speculating. Yes, that's post juice. 
Mm. Right. He see that and say, what would Bishop do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. and and had he not played that role, maybe he would still gotten out, but would he have shot one of them dudes? Right. Hmm. Hmm. You know, and but eventually what we came what we got towards the end was just you know, like I said, just all negative energy, man. All negative energy. So how much of that was the real Tupac? Good question. Good question. People who knew him when he, when he was growing up. But like I said, that's why it's so hard to tell. Because you don't know. Like, like a lot of stuff happens that, that hardens people's hearts yes. over time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right now, while we still on this man's legacy and impact on the game, throughout all of that, the reason his reach was so far beyond just the the disenfranchised, like he also spoke to the ladies, absolutely, disrespectfully and respectfully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. He always seemed to find a way to come from an angle that says, I understand y'all. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? But even the thug, you know, like, ladies play a big role in that, a big part of that. That's true. But, you know, a lot of his songs, we spoke directly to the ladies. You know, he tried to kind of lift them up mm-hmm. from time to time. Right. And... You know, that impact on the game has been overshadowed by the negative energy. Like, we still have people carrying on his legacy of extreme disses and the most disrespectful thing you can say on wax to make somebody want to come back and kill you. Mm -hmm. But where are the songs like Brenda's Got Baby and Keep Your Head Up? That legacy didn't stand against the negative energy. Shit, let's go even... Recent, um, the track that Lil Dirk and J. Cole got together. Mm-hmm, all my life. Yeah, the, the, people been talking trash about it. Because Lil Dirk, infamous gangbanger, you know, is making something positive. Right, they and Tupac at the time was able to do stuff like that. Right, right. And Okay, so um, <clears throat> talk about Tupac being this persona of Tupac being put out there. Um, and, and that's what he, he, he was so big at the time that he got killed. Like the record labels and the execs, they knew that they paid attention to that. So maybe that has a little bit to do with what's being pushed now, not just from the artist standpoint, but from the standpoint of those, the powers that be. Yeah. Cause when, Okay, when the Machiavelli album dropped. That was after he died. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, the next year. Yeah. Yeah. And was he already dead when Machiavelli dropped? Yeah, he he was recording it when he died. Okay, when that album dropped. Okay, now you got to think, who has control of what goes on that album? Suge Knight, one of the most negative influences in the game ever. Absolutely. Um. Wasn't a lot of radio mm-hmm. play off that album. You know, it was it was a hit. The album was a hit. 
uh, to live and die in LA was on that. Mm-hmm. That, that to was live like and die biggest. in LA. Um, toss it up. Yeah, to live and die in LA. I think might have <clears> been the biggest one up there. I don't know. I think toss it up did numbers too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not taking away from that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. But in general, it wasn't Hail a Mary radio. Right. It wasn't a radio album. Hail Mary. I only think that was ever released as a single. Oh wow. Damn. Okay. Ambitious as a rider, all that stuff, you know. Well, that was on uh, All Eyes on Me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Well, the other one was too, wasn't it? Which one? Hail Mary. No. no, Hail Mary was on Machiavelli. Okay. Yeah. But this album came out, and it it wasn't even pushed on radio like that. Right. You know? Like, I don't think that album was a commercial... It wasn't built to be a commercial success. Mm-mm. But it was going to be a success anyway because it was Tupac. And he had recorded so much material. If you could pick the 15 best songs that he had in his catalog left that nobody had heard, you could put out a successful album. Mm-hmm. But. And the crazy part about it is if you look up um, Tupac on like Apple Music, that Machiavelli album is not even listed as Tupac. That's listed as Machiavelli. Right, right. And Machiavelli was what he faked his own death. Yeah, and uh, to come the, back. The, the historical character, yeah. To re- reinvent himself to come back. <coughs> and, and that was the, 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 the rumor around it is that he was killing off Tupac to come back as this new artist. That's why, that's hence Machiavelli. Right. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, we got a dope album that was not built for radio. Right. The album was not made for radio. Where would you rank that album? Uh, mm. I think it was one of Pop's best albums. Well, that and all, well, I don't know, man. He had like, to all me, right. he he was like Tupac was banging all the way up till Machiavelli. Like you know, all eyes on me was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, that joint, even the Thug Life album was good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, with the exception of the very first, I think everything he put out was was pretty strong. Right, and and Machiavelli wasn't even released on Death Row. What was that released on? Amari, A M A R U Entertainment. It was an Interscope deal. I think it's still Death Row. In okay. There. Like you know. Yeah, I think I think that still had Death Row imprint on there. Mm-hmm. But you knew the intent because they didn't even put out a whole lot of clean versions of songs off that album. Mm-hmm. So you talk about what what did the powers that be do after that? Why are they pushing all this negative music? Well, I'm sure they did see what, what happened with Tupac mm-hmm. and what you get away with. But at the same time, that was, you know, that's what Death Row did. Right. Like, think about the everything they put out was, you know, had a similar kind of energy. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, eh, did they stray? No. They do anything different, and they have been doing that for years. Right. Right. You know? But when you go back and listen to The Chronic and um, Snoop Dogg's first album, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they still had fun-type anthems. Mm-hmm. Wasn't anything fun on that record. Nothing. Dark Cloud. Dark. Yes. Everything dark. And that dark energy, man, the dark energy was tough on the community, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, to this day, a rapper can't show up in L.A. Hmm. Right. Still. Still, yeah. And I, I think we forgot to mention somebody who came from that Tupac um, imprint. Who was that? 50 Cent. He's another shirtless thug, ain't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, I saw this All Eyes on Me album cover, and I was like, look at 50 Cent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I yep. think at one point, didn't 50 Cent have on a girdle? He had on a white one. See, you, I think those are bulletproof vests. <laughs> no, bro, that was a girdle. <laughs> Tupac had on a girdle. 50 Cent might have had on a bulletproof vest, but Tupac had on a girdle. <laughs> hey, I... I'm not looking at the picture right now, so I'm going to give you that. If you, you remember a girdle, then you saw a girdle. Oh, God. <laughs> but, okay, where, where were we? Where were we? Still talking about his legacy and his imprint. Okay, so the lasting legacy of Tupac is giving rise. Oh, my goodness. But he took that picture when he was still alive. Him That's that not a girdle. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that. <laughs> him in the tub. Hey, that's for the ladies, man. You know what I'm saying? I guess. That was probably in Playgirl or something. <laughs> now, so today, when I think Tupac, though, I think the man who divided the country, the same way I think about Trump. We talk about, I don't know what you call that thing right there. <laughs> it's a girdle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. It, it, you know what? It's a girdle, man. <laughs> what is It's not no bulletproof vest. Nah, you're right, man. That's what some kind it? of a girdle. Thank you. <laughs> I be damned. Google two-part girdle. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, uh, I lost like, my whole train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> Real young thuggish right there. Oh, you boy. know what I'm saying? Oh boy! Hey. Whoo! <laughs> Stop it! With sure with the red suit on the devil and Snoop Stop standing it. there with what you call that hat? Snoop Stop got it. on. What's what's what you call that hat? That buckle you could pull the joint up and it get taller. <laughs> it's just it's just a cap. Okay. You know, the, 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 yeah. Okay. okay. Can't go style cap. I love showing that picture of Tupac. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <sighs> well, now Ooh, we got to we gotta move. Like, look, legacy, you know, a lot of people think Tupac is one of the greatest. Is Tupac one of the greatest MCs ever? Never. You don't think so? No. I don't, I don't think he's one of the greatest MCs, but I think he's a great MC. Oh. But not one of the greatest. He's not. I couldn't put him in the top 20. No, I can't either. Thank you. Okay. Now, 
But when you talk about prolific, uh-huh. he's probably one of the most prolific MCs. I can't take that away from him. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But when you go through his whole body of work, that's why they can still keep, they kept releasing Tupac music. Uh-huh. And you, if, if, I now everybody who's saying, what you mean Tupac ain't one of the greatest? I'm going to say this. After that man died, there were probably 30 or 40 songs came out. Right. How many of them do you remember the words from? Nothing. So he was writing a lot. Yeah. Very prolific. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there wasn't a lot of variety in what was in the content. No. It was just the same old thing over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, Tupac's legacy as an MC, like I think that he is one of the people that will always be considered a great mm-hmm. from a technical standpoint and all of that stuff. You know, I think he was really good, but one of the greatest MCs ever. Like, you know, it wasn't a lot of stuff that Tupac said that made me say. Oh, you what he said? Right. No, a, a lot of thought invoking stuff, though. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I, I was reaching. Okay. You I mean, you know, yeah, no, I was thought invoking, you know, but but, <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, like when you say something conscientious or conscious, mm-hmm. you know, are you really? You know, does that make you? Deep or just you just said something that everybody else ain't really talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Right. Like, like Common's dope, but you know, does is Common one of the does anybody have Common on their list of top twenties? Um, I guess it depends on who you ask. Right. And then yeah. that's where that's where I kind of feel about Tupac. Yeah. He he talked about things. That I don't think a lot of other rappers were able to get away with talking about without losing some degree of credibility. Mm-hmm. And Tupac could could hit any lane mm-hmm. and still have his love remain intact in the streets. Right. And a lot of people weren't able to do that. Right. But I also believe that if you gave him enough time. I think it possibly could have reached a point. Possibly could have reached a point where people would say, "Hey, man, I ain't with that." Oh, absolutely. You know. Yeah, yeah. Imagine yeah. Tupac alive today. Right. right. Pick a side. Right. Where you at with this? Is anybody revolutionary today? Nope. No. They don't care, and the the audience that that kept his memory alive for so long. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'd be down with his revolutionary side today. Well, I think that uh, it goes back to that clip we listened to in the beginning because he was talking about everybody getting pimped. And he was talking about how he was pimping the white audience right. to subscribe to his music. And that that's how his legacy lived on. It didn't live on for the folks that look like me and you. It lived on through the quote-unquote consumer at the time, which was the white um, suburban kid. And they 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 wanted to be so in touch with Thug. You mean the, be, in the way that N.W.A. touched him? Yes. Yes. Or the same way Lil Wayne touched them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, they, they're... Public the ones, enemy. 
Yep, they're the ones who their legacy lives on. They're the ones who carry their legacy on. Yeah, Tupac being great is good for barbershop talk, but how many after Tupac stopped? <laughs> After he made hit him up and Machiavelli came out, after he died and the rest of that stuff, how many of us went and bought that music? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you and heard, they were all platinum. And they were all platinum, but we didn't buy that. Right. The, the, hey, what was it? Um, Dear Mama was the I, the one that. Stood I wonder out. if Heaven Got Ghetto. Stuff like <clears throat> that. You know what I'm saying? That touched on both sides where you could relate it relate to. But you ain't Dear Mama, that. that wasn't on the Machiavelli or one of the other albums. And I think that was on All Eyes on Me, wasn't it? That was on okay. Well, you are appreciated. You are appreciated. Uh, nope, not all. It wasn't up me. there. Nope. Okay, I thought that came out before he died. Nope, that came out. And when did Dear Mama come out? I gotta find that out right quick. But we are talking about this. Yeah, look that up. Let's see. So we can be accurate. Uh, I want to play. It. I want to see the album. What album is that? It's a Greatest Hits album. All right, we that got came it. out in 1998. 98, okay. Yep. Right. So yeah, so that was an obvious attempt at commercial, a commercial cash grab. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he wrote the song. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, that part of his legacy didn't live on. Nobody's singing about their mamas. Mm-hmm. Nobody's uplifting the women no more. You know, all we got left is the anger. Wow. Okay. All this stuff was on the Greatest Hits album. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, not to get sidetracked. But, yeah, like, you know, nobody consumed that stuff after Tupac died. It was, like yeah. I said, it was just good barbershop talk. So, <clears throat> so where does Tupac stand in all of this? I think that. While I don't place him as a top 10 MC, he might be one of the number one most influential characters ever in hip-hop, though. Okay. Influence. Pure 100% influence. I think I think Tupac is one of the most influential I can't even give rappers him that. ever. Influential? I can't, give him, I can't give him the number one influential because we still live in... Contrary to what you think about this person that I'm about to say. Oh, who who, who got more, more influence than Tupac? Kanye West. Influential? More influence, getting people, mobilizing people to do no. something? No. Bruh, Kanye I West. I think that if Kanye had the same beef, See, nobody, nobody was going to, I don't think he would have had the whole country on his side. Let, let's not look at that because nowadays, Influence is based on dollars. Well, we, we're not talking about the revolutionary part that Tupac well, played. Well, when I, when I speak influence, I'm just saying influencing the hip hop community yes. to to be Do about something. something. Go buy my shoes. Uh, shoes. Shoes. Uh, that's that's. Uh, Shoes. Yeah, I mean, he sold some shoes. He never played a sport. And you can go and look up Kanye, Kanye West, um, what are the, those Yeezys right now, and they're probably $3,000. Why? Why are they $3,000? 
Picture, riddle me this, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I, I, nah, honestly, he, I don't have an answer for that. They walking around with those. What, what do you call those slide on shoes? But right can now? Kanye change the community, the hip hop world? He, he got that's he, that's fashion. He got Negroes walking around with slides committing crimes right now. <sighs> Bruh, you, you know what? We're, and, we're talking. This is this is and, uh, <laughs> this is part of the conversation. You know. So, okay, listen. <laughs> when we're talking about the most influential rappers of all time, that Kanye West is on the list. Absolutely, I Tupac say, is on the list. Absolutely, you know. Absolutely, influential. Yes, you know, and he led people to to act differently. Yes. I think NWA was one of the most influential groups of all time. Dipset. Influential Bro, they worldwide. Changed. They they that skinny clothing. I can't I can't put them I can't put them where we put the rest of these dudes. You, you gotta put them saying? somewhere. I mean, but we talking like, five, they gotta be. We talking six. about Tupac, Kanye, and NWA as far as sheer influence on the culture. They changed the way the culture dressed. You gonna get at the dip set? Yes, all these little clothes that we saw. This and you ain't you just gonna forget about Lil Wayne like that? Oh hell no, <laughs> hell no. Lil, Lil Wayne is up. You there think dip set started that? that, that that's why. That's, that's that's exactly why I said if they don't make five, they gotta be number six. And I'm talking about as a group. I ain't talking about an individual person of the group. I'm just talking about dip set. And and you think of the early two thousands? We talking about the whole country. From what I could tell, traveling this country, everybody Dipset. was walking around with them little clothes on. <laughs> yes, and and granted, like you said, Lil Wayne's in the same in the, in the same time span now. So I'm not taking anything away from Lil Wayne because I think Lil Wayne's reach might have went a little further because he had so many white kids that was following behind him, especially when he started doing the skateboarding stuff. And we got and now now see everything everybody you mentioned. It's just fashion influence. But we talking, when I'm saying influence, Tupac influenced other rappers Art. to get into their artistic self. Yes. He influenced the way that not only, like, fashion too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. He also influenced the way that people rap about the streets. I, I, I can't. I mean, you got that. a whole you, generation right. of people right. that like think about this. Yeah. Hennessy enemies. How many people rhyme <laughs> Hennessy and enemies after, after Tupac that, did yeah. it? Even Master P. I need some weed. Everybody, with my everybody. Like the way yeah. that he spoke about the streets. Right. He influenced a whole generation of of MCs to come behind him. Yeah. And use his formula for creating stories. Yeah. And and that was part of the beef he had with um, New York rappers, specifically Biggie and Jay Z, was saying that they stole his swag. But Nas said that he introduced uh, Tupac the, the to word Hennessy. swagger, and I say he introduced the word swagger, swag to the to the lexicon, and and he introduced Tupac to Hennessy, right? And <laughs> and what we talked about that thug life, yeah. Like I said, do we is, do we have DMX and Trick Daddy and all these thugs? You're right. Without right. you know, I, I I still think that Tupac's might Tupac might be the number one 
Okay. Influence on the entire coast. Not just, you know, from a fashion right. or movies. I'm not gonna just across it. the board. Yeah. Like everywhere. Kanye didn't touch on movies. Kanye Kanye yeah. his sound though is still being heard now. Kanye had a very influential sound. Yes. I, I think Kanye changed the way we listen to music. Not just how music is produced, but how we listen to it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I would argue that um, I kind of hate that Kanye didn't continue his trajectory. Yeah, man, it's um, disappointing. I didn't. Yeah, I, I felt like he was a good like the same way that when Tupac was at his strongest, mm-hmm. he was kind of bad for the for the for life in general. Mm-hmm. You know, he made things a little more dangerous. Right. Kanye wasn't that. He made exact things a little opposite. more peaceful. He made the club a little more friendly. Backpack songs, rapping. Songs, you know, to the songs main. weren't all negative energy all the way mm-hmm. through. And I miss that. Mm-hmm. College know? dropout, I mean, that that changed the game, man. It made it okay to be a backpack rapper. Right. Did, did J. Cole get where he is without, without, that, without that album dropping? Mm. You know what I mean? And somebody proving that this formula mm-hmm. can be successful. Mm-hmm. He opened doors. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, right. but yeah, as far as sheer influence, yeah, I gotta I gotta I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, I think he influenced the the culture in so many ways, man. Right. Good and bad. You mm-hmm. know, he he left some that like, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to dog Tupac out. He did a lot of good things too. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Like like where we have had um DMX and all those movies he was in, if it weren't for Tupac, or even Ja Rule, where we right. have them, it, you know, because it uh, for Ja Rule is another absolutely. another person that benefited from the absence of Tupac. Uh, mm-hmm. Tupac, mm-hmm. like I don't think Ja Rule gets one foot in the door if Tupac's alive. Right, right. You know, yeah, yeah. That, that, Matter of fact, dare I say that Murder Inc. just took a whole lot from that whole Death Row era. Absolutely, but you know they they um they often talk about um, Irv Gotti specifically often talks about how close him, Suge, and Jay Prince were, and how close they were to starting almost like a commission uh, or or a union mm-hmm. for artists and stuff like that. And you know, Irv alluded tried to say that that was part of the reason the feds came after him. They wanted to stop his money, so they went to Supreme Team, which they thought was financing the whole um, Murder, Inc. Murder, Inc. thing. Mm-hmm. And Jay Prince, they came out to him, too. But Jay Prince, you know, ducked and dodged them. I don't pay much attention to what Herb Gotti says. Uh, I mean, that's, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When Herb when Gotti came to um, Raleigh and had a, um a audition for the Tales um, thing, and the place that he had it at, and I think you had to pay to audition. I, I kind of lost all respect for it. Right. What? You're making people pay to audition? Yeah. Oh, like, you know. Yeah, that's not good. But that's, that's a, good. you know, that's. It, I think it's important that it's great that we're talking about Tupac because his, um, forgive me if I say the word wrong, but his lineage, lineage uh-huh. is, is based in North Carolina. In North Carolina. Because that's right. where his mom is from. <laughs> right. Know? Right. He's so, got a lot of family around here. Yeah. All this comes right back to, what you know, New York got the credit for it. But I think if it wasn't for North Carolina, 
playing a major part behind the scenes that people don't even know. Like it's it's so much that so much talent left North Carolina and went to New York and made sure New York popped off that mm-hmm. you would be surprised. And I think that that that's why it's important that we move forward. Hey, with our plan. we can we can argue right now that is Jay Z as popular as he is. No, if Ski beats didn't produce that album, didn't produce that first album, right? Like, hey, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> North Carolina's in the house all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, before you know, before we go. We talked about some of the negative things yeah. about Tupac. Let's talk about what's what some of the good things about Tupac. Now, as an MC, mm-hmm. I heard some of Tupac's rhymes that he wrote in high school. Everybody doesn't understand songwriting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tupac understood songwriting. And and to be honest with you, I like some of the stuff that Tupac came out with, it wasn't my favorite. But I can't say Tupac ever dropped a bad song. Right. He knew how to make a song. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of the, you know, he was educated mm-hmm. as an artist. Right. And you remember we talk about the um the the polish that's off a lot of today's music. Mm-hmm. He came into this as a polished artist. Absolutely. You know, when he spit on same song, mm-hmm. it was hands down the best thing on that record. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he knew, he understood music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give him that. Great actor. You know, I hate that, um, you know, I, I just hate that we didn't get to see that come to full fruition. Right. I would love to have seen Tupac still acting, you know. If we st- yeah, hell yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, they, they all said that he was supposed to play Kane in Minister Society. Mm-hmm. But he got into it with the Hughes brothers. Right. And, man, can you imagine? What? Because, you know, like, I, this is not me saying this. The dude that played Kane did a decent job. Yeah. But if he was a really good actor... You would have seen more of him after that. Um, if Tupac had played that, like you saw, you saw your boy, um, Lorenz Tate. You saw Lorenz Tate. What took off? Right, and 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 so that's who that I lets thought. you know. Right, that lets you know that like no matter what you thought about the movie, mm-hmm. the powers that be who understand acting, what's good acting and what's mm-hmm. not. Right, saw Lorenz Tate and said, "This guy's better." Right. Than the dude playing Kane. And you know what's so funny? Because the guy who played Kane, I can't even think of his name. That's bad, the that's what's terrible about it. You can't even think of his name. As impactful as that movie was. But everything I saw him in after that, he had that same face. He was still Kane. Even Didn't when he was in Belly, he was in Deep Cover. You yeah. remember him in Deep Cover when he died? He died the same way. <laughs> I don't remember him in Deep Cover. He got shot in the alley. He was the young boy that was selling Lawrence Fishburne. He was Lawrence Fishburne oh, boy. Oh, wow. And old buddy in the Mercedes came and shot him in the alley. He died wow. the same way he died in Boys in the Hood. And Deep Cover was, was that before Boys in the Hood? 
That was before. Deep Cover was before, yeah. Yeah, because Deep Cover was like 92. Yeah, 91. I think it was 91. 91. Yeah. And and Boys in the Hood came what, 93, 94? You know what? Boys in the Hood was probably around 92, 93. Okay. Damn. Damn. I think Deep Cover came out first. Okay. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, Tupac was a great actor, Mm -hmm. a great songwriter, Mm -hmm. a prolific songwriter. Yes. Tupac cared about the community. Mm-hmm. And in his heart, I know he wanted more for our community. Right. I cannot leave what I can't I can't say all this stuff about Tupac and not leave out the fact that he loved the community. He loved black people and he wanted to see us have more. And I think it's even more evident after he died, all this music came out. Now, granted, there was um they said that. Yeah, all that stuff came out that Suge would not release. Right. Right. And everything that came out, which lets you know that if a man sat and wrote 100 songs and we heard 12 of them on a Machiavelli album and they were all negative energy mm-hmm. and then everything else has dropped since then has been all this revolutionary uplifted people. Right. Then the majority of his content was positive. Was that. Right. So that goes back to answer your question. Was what, that how what, much of it was? How, which, go back which to is the real life, Tupac, and which was and, the actor, and which is the, right? You know how much of this was acting a part to fit into the death row mode because he was contractual obligations. Hey man, it, at the end of the day, he said, "Look, sure came and got me out of jail. Nobody else was right. coming to pay my bill." You know, <clears throat> but I think that that's that's a good ending point right there. Tupac was the best actor, best best rapper, or most successful rapper slash actor. Well, and now we got Will Smith who's totally taking that. Like, uh, yeah. You know, we can't, you know. Yeah. Like, Will Smith is, has yeah. surpassed. But at the time. I'm just so glad. You at the time when. um, <laughs> But at the time when Tupac was alive, it wasn't Will Smith. No. It was Tupac. Absolutely. And it's funny that it should even be that way. Considering all this talk about Will Smith and this subliminal conflict competition that he had with Tupac in the eyes of his wife, mm-hmm. so hmm. here you have Tupac, the greatest actor, rapper turned actor. Mm-hmm. He's gone, and Will Smith turns into the greatest rapper turned actor right. ever. Right? You know what I'm saying? And I mean, that's ever. Ever. Yeah, yeah it take like yeah. somebody got to start Yeah. Yesterday like, to catch Will Smith. Yeah, because man, even when he was um Fresh Prince of Bel Air, man, like that dude, like Right. Man. Right. Not even Mark Wahlberg can right. mess with Will Smith. Mm-mm. Hey, but I will say this before we go. Mm-hmm. Everybody who follows Tupac and and Listen to him rant mm-hmm. about the things he was angry about, and yes. that motivated you to say, you know, f this, f the world, you know. Also, remember the positive things that he said, and go just as hard for that stuff. Absolutely, you know. Every time you drink Hennessy in Tupac's honor, also remember a chick that had an abortion that didn't want one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember how much you care about his mother and love your mother just as hard as you hate your enemies. Absolutely. 
You know, so if you really want to honor and respect this man's legacy, don't just uplift the most negative parts of his character and ride for that stuff. Ride for the whole man. Absolutely. And let's not forget Tupac recorded White Man's World. <laughs> yeah. You know, it it wasn't to blame. It 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 was it I took it as a motivational track. Right. Because you gotta go that much harder in this white man's world. Mm-hmm. You know? So so there were a lot of positive messages and I and it bothers me when I used to see the youth who was so wrapped up in Tupac where all they heard was murder my enemies. Mm-hmm. And that's not all he was about. And I think, no, no, I'm not going to say I think. I know that if that man were alive today, Mm -hmm. just like every other artist who was wilder than their 20s, Mm -hmm. would definitely look back on that message and say, you know, I was tripping at some point. Right. This is not the legacy I want to leave for myself. Like, before Prince passed away, he was certain songs that he wouldn't perform. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm not on that no more. You know, and, and... Artists grow over time, and I know that Tupac would have grown past the moment, the place he was where he passed away. In 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 in, in Tupac's defense, I I think because it, you know if you break down the word thug, and it goes back to when when I heard the argument that Tupac was trying to start this gang, that how do we know it wasn't a gang to have some kind of uprise because. Thug, T-H-U-G, the hate you give. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, like, how, how do we know for, for the conspiracy theorists out there, send, send, send us an email. Let, let us know your thoughts on this this whole Tupac thing and where he was. You can send an email to info at overhearetv.com, info at overhearetv.com. Because we can revisit this. I, I think this is worthy of revisiting. Yeah. And today is September 13th, the day that he died. Yep. I was on the radio that night. Yeah. Yep, on the radio that night. Yeah. So, rest in peace, Tupac. Yes, sir. And the legacy that I'm going to, you know, the Tupac that I'm going to try to emulate is the Tupac that... That uplifted the race. Mm-hmm. Cared about black women. Mm-hmm. He owed Suge for coming get him out of jail, though. That, I yeah. think that's why we got a lot of. The, he wrote the and he wrote like he was a loyal dude. Yeah, yeah. That's which is another positive aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, if you wrote if you wrote for Tupac, he wrote for you, right? But I think you and said, if you didn't though, <laughs> you spit in your face, man. <laughs> But I think you said earlier that Tupac always had to stand next to a man. That's why he was wearing a girdle. But we're going to end the show I right there. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to end the show right there. Hey, hey, and listen. why is California the only place that um, the movies came out mocking the thugs and making them sweet? Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, we'll say that for our next movie night. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we might have to watch Don't Be a Menace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the Capital City Podcast. Rest in peace to Tupac Shakur. Yes. And whatever you think that we think, hey, we got mad love and respect for the man. Hmm. So, yep, 
I'm your host, Capital Jace. Alongside my main man, DL. DL Glass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say it for you. We good. We good. And we out of here.